All right, welcome everybody to Unfinished Business Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm going to be your semi-host of the show. Not really. We're all kind of the host, but I'm going to be one getting it started today. And we've got Corey, Matt, and Taylor with us. And if you've recognized us by now, we are all the guys who were, not all of them, but most of us were from uh, on debate night at one point in time this season. So we got together and we were like, hey, let's keep having some conversations about disc golf in the off season. And we also want to get into some things where we didn't really get a chance to go into depth a little bit about some of uh, the, the opinions about what we could have and what we got going on. And as the off season progresses, we'll get into that stuff as well. So kick back, relax. We're just going to have a conversation the whole time about a couple different topics, some open opinions. Um, but to start us off, why don't we just say, what are you guys getting into a disc golf world right now, guys? Matt, why don't you talk first? Here, here's my issue with, with, as a disc golfer, I'm a, I'm a relatively new disc golfer. I I've played for years, but it was like bin of Innova DX discs. You never knew what you were going to get. One day you walked out with a mid range one day you walked out with a Wraith, but I am a fiend for the Facebook marketplace of disc golf discs. And it is terrible. I uh I recently paid more money for a used watermelon hex than a brand new one I found at the same time. Um so I'm just Let's not go. doing well in this. I've spent too much money too quickly. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to survive here for real. Facebook uh marketplace is the place for Disman. You can find some good finds or in your case get screwed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I had some guy who, who was running me around for like three or four weeks there's the whole communities against this guy right now and it's probably my bad i'll be honest i, I can <laughs> i can take that love it Corey. what are you getting into right now uh over the weekend it was like 60 degrees today it was 40 so not that much disc golf playing um hopefully it gets a little warmer before the actual winter hits um yeah, I've been collecting discs since probably 2008, 2009. So I've been playing for a while. Uh, that orange one is my first ace, which was in 2012. I think Matt was seven. So that's, you know, that's pretty cool. And then um, it's, it's really close. It's really close. I have to think. No, no, no it was, I was 11. I was 11. Give me oh, a little okay. credit. Right. Okay. And a then, little... um, I've got a I've got a Luna on that wall that was this year's ace, and those are the only two. So it was literally a decade in between aces. That's and great. besides for that, I mean, filming YouTube videos, being stupid, the same old, same old. If you guys don't know, uh, Taylor can get into his as well. But Corey and Taylor are content creators with different um, uh, YouTube agendas in the disc golf world. Corey, a little, little more comedic, which is really good content. Taylor. <laughs> Taylor's got good content from Infinite. He can get into that maybe a little bit. Uh, so since it was 60 and 40, where are you, Corey? I'm in Michigan. So I'm in like, Oof. if you know Michigan, I'm basically, if you draw like a triangle with Detroit, Ann Arbor, and Toboggan, I'm like smack dab in the middle. Yeah. So um, my work is like 10 minutes from Toboggan. So on my lunch break, I like to go there and just stare at, the holes that I'll never be able to throw as far as everyone else. And then um, I cry on the way back to the office, clean myself up and then get back to work. Very th therapeutic. And yeah, just, so, <laughs> and just so everyone just kind of figured out we're a couple old dogs here, I would say. And then Matt's our young boy on the show. <laughs> so the, you guys are figuring that out real quick. And Matt might be getting the young boy jokes. Matt, where are you from by the way? 
I am from like Western Maryland. Uh, so I am in, we get the most snowfall in Maryland and I play disc golf in like six inches of snow half the year. So that sounds terrible. Where I'm from, it is snowed every month of the year at some point or another. So that's there's wild. Fourth, that fourth of that July fixes in the snow. <laughs> Dude, I'm used to it. Everyone's like 40, 50 degrees. I'm like, man, that's, you know, that sounds perfect. You know, that's I can great. just get out there and that. But Corey, I have to say, I was watching your one of your most recent videos and you had the joke in there about stopping halfway through to get food. And I just, if you guys haven't seen it, it's a very funny bit, but he came up, it, like it came up and it, it hit me so quick and I wasn't expecting it. I don't know what I was doing, but it got me too bad. I was doing something serious and that came in there and it was not yeah. good. Well, it was, it rained halfway through the round. Mm -hmm. So like, I literally had a half hour of like, what can I do to like, keep my like momentum going? Yeah. So yeah, I decided to go get food and yeah, that, <laughs> that basically all of my comedy is trying to make it as punchy as possible or as awkward as possible. So like yep. cutting the music and then just kind of like not saying uh, any, anything or making it just like boom so like yeah. yeah like food food please it hit it hit me like a truck it, it was hilarious now my question is for taylor you talk so elegantly in your <laughs> your videos it, are you making more than one please tell me that's not like first takes every time no never it is never first okay, take. you got i i've really thought about genuinely putting out like an end of the year special like outtakes or like bloopers video because i um i you'll get to know this i have a very like self-deprecating sense of humor i wish i could count like on camera how many times i just call myself an idiot or just say something dumb and just like just there's a there's a lot of cutting in there so yeah there's a there's a blooper reel that should be that should come at some point i i can't wait <laughs> dude i would i would be cautious of that i i did announcements for a while for a place and my older brother edited a blooper reel and it might be some of the worst videos <laughs> ever seen. it's content. terrible it's, it's, terrible, it's terrible. content that's, that's it is point. content but it's just content that he brings up to everyone i at, meet at the worst I'm times out. yeah, yeah. Just know what you're putting out there the internet is forever in that case yeah. what have you been doing in disc golf taylor yeah, so I um I relate a lot to what Corey just said. I also started around 2008 um and also recently got my first ace um last year. So it took Ooh. quite a while. It's actually this tomb right there. One of my favorite of all time. But um yeah, Sweet had to had to reti retire that one. But yeah, so I started around 2008, took a break and didn't really play at all when I was in college and then kind of came back really strong. So I started back and I've been kind of an avid fan of YouTube, the pro tour, kind of the internet scene of disc golf since probably like 2016. Um, I myself started posting reviews specifically in 2019, which has just kind of branched out into a lot of specifically short form content as a lot of what I do. Um, have been on Team Infinite since 2019 doing that and just kind of enjoying the ride, just posting uh, myself throwing Frisbees like an idiot on the internet. I don't know. <laughs> do they low key have good disc? I was going to say, you're, that was one of my point for the uh, your episode of In the Bag. You got to get a dynasty in there, man. Me and Eric Oakley, you got to get that in your bag. I knew soon. it. I, uh, I knew it. I've been thinking about that disc. I almost put, um, uh, what was it? The 10-speed um, the disc in there? Aztec, probably. No. Infinite. It's, um... Is it like I the wish I... No, no, no. Maybe it was this. Uh, it started with a C, I think. 
Uh, Conqueror is new. Um, it's like a PD2. Well, I'm, I'm botching this so bad. I can't remember. I think it was I a fairly straight... I could be straight... something. It could... I think it's a fairly straight disc, but I can't remember. I almost threw... The tomb is like the zone, right? No, so the tomb is like a straight to slightly overstable throwing putter, um, which uh, okay. I will always advocate for the tomb. Hashtag tomb gang best throwing putter of all time um so for me specifically i power grip everything so a really shallow yeah. throwing putter works really well me for too. me so yeah, yeah tomb is, i know is i gotta find something i like their plastic i mean it's very similar infinite or innova and i like innova so hey i got yeah, one of those that's what i too. throw that's what i throw <laughs> it's sweet it's, i got it's the two, uh, it's two to one taylor sorry i did yeah. just voted me out all right i, I got i have type. one and for those yeah. that aren't watching and only listening, it's the Birdie Marvel. Yeah, great. I, I feel like I'm obligated to say <laughs> that. Say that for the audio listeners. Yeah. <laughs> he's, opting, he's opting that one in easy. Yeah. I'm sponsored right by... they're the street from me. I'm sponsored by McDonald's, breakfast sandwiches. I mean... Just, yeah, that's a great sponsor to have. <laughs> <laughs> the breakfast sandwiches, nothing else. <laughs> Matt, 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 nothing Matt, else. Matt. Nothing yeah, else. Past what is it? Eleven a.m. There's no more McDonald's sponsorship for Matt. It's actually disappears. terrible. <laughs> actually terrible, dude. Uh, yeah. right. Well, fellas, we got. We I think we have a lot of stuff to talk about on about disc golf, and I, I'd love to hop into it because I feel like there's some of you that I, I haven't got to hear your takes on as much, and I think that's part of the reason for the podcast. But I'd be really yeah. curious. Tyler and I have talked a little bit off stream. Those kind of things. We've so. got we've got some very open ended things um, going on here. So. First thing we wanted to get into is just kind of this episode will be more about wrapping up the 2023 season. A lot of people have already kind of done that, but we're going to leave some very open endedness um, to our conversation here. So let's just hear what is your biggest takeaway from this past season? Matt, why don't you hit it first? Oh, that works perfectly. Here's my biggest takeaway. And this is going to be like a kind of a not the takeaway you're expecting. The takeaway is over this year with content it, through the season, like both on and off the pro tour, disc golf is getting pulled in like two entirely different directions. And it's like this professional direction, which is what I'm most used to with all the sports I've played and those kind of things. And then this like, we're just dudes throwing Frisbees in the park. But the thing that I think is the <laughs> most frustrating about it is you will meet people who are like, I want that professional until it's like, I don't want to lose my ability to talk to the players anytime I want. What? No, that's not what I So they're like sitting on these two different ends of the spectrum. And I think disc golf is going to have a hard time in my head. It's not hard, but based on the people who have been here a couple of years and been in it, um, I think we're going to have a hard time in the future seasons, like deciding between these. Cause mm -hmm. I, I feel like I had so many conversations about that where it was really, really, I was like, dude, you can have one or the other but you can't have the absolutes of both. Like you might be able to have a mix, but the absolute that you can talk to every pro and interact with them as much as you want. And the absolute that we're professional sport playing for a very good amount of money at this point, you know? Oh, that's a great point. I definitely am a perpetrator of this because especially back when like hashtag girl, the sport was the biggest thing. I was like, Oh yeah, girl, the sport disc golf's the greatest thing ever. And then I'm like, but I like going to the course and I'm like the only one there and I can do whatever I want. And I like everything being free or really cheap. So it's like, there's definitely pros and cons to how like large and professional the sport seems. And I think you're definitely right as like, 
the pro tour feels like it gets more and more like corporate and sponsored and more money is flowing in, which is everything that we asked for, right? That's what we've been pushing for for a long time. Yeah. But we're also starting to, I think, see one, the drawbacks of that and two, a dichotomy of like people that really want to lean into professional, be a lot like ball golf. I'm sure Tyler, you've got a lot to say about that. And then the people that, again, just want to be dudes throwing Frisbees in the woods. Yeah. So Matt, are we thinking more like being more professional and then being more laid back, keeping the tradition? Like are you saying like that's a split? Not even, yeah, not even necessarily the tradition. Cause I think you can keep traditions and mm -hmm. be professional, but like I'm in every person I've interacted with, I interacted with that is not quite a content creator, but they're like, they're on and with the pro tour through a lot of things their views on what they want to be professional and what they don't want to be professional is so exact. Like they want to have, you know, mm. total flexibility to do what they want when they want. But at the same time, they want like big brands in here. Um, and it's, there's just no in between. Like they're like, let me get an absolute on this side or an absolute on this side. So you could take an in between where you mix those up. I'm not saying everyone needs to walk on the course in, in suits and ties or anything like that. But they're they're sitting on this like weird difference where been, depending on their feeling of the day or what they want out of it, they think they're going to get some drastic different disc golf. It's a very which, blame which, scenario. Which direction do you think it's going predominantly? I think we should head towards. I, to be clear, I do think there's an in between. I think there's an in between that works well, but I think we should like head towards that in between. Um, but I would aim towards. Because we already started so loose, we like loose. We need to head more professional uh, before we go anywhere. You know, you kind of have to counteract that a little bit. Yeah. Oh, and I, I honestly don't think it's going to be. There's always going to be an in between because there's always going to be the guy with like the the satchel style disc bag Love that's it. at the course, like doing extracurricular activities while they disc golf. So yeah. they're like, you're never going to get rid of that. Because it's a fun, free sport. So, yeah. But yeah, I do and to think it's more professional. Yeah, I don't think necessarily that needs to be gone. But I think, like, to think you can be sitting at the pro tour level and have that, like, at the same level interacting with each other might not be as, as, as great as, like, you've got this here and your, your local chucker, as Broderick would say, can go out and play and have fun and do whatever they want. Like, that's the point of it. But there's some people that are like, should still be able to do this and then uh you know go work behind the scenes with 10 cameras around to do this for barbasol or something like that like there's that weird mix where you, i think we have a lot of the higher ups or not even higher ups people but the people that are interacting with with most of the content that don't really know how that's fitting yet which which mm -hmm. kind of is a variety there it stinks oh. all right interesting Interesting, interesting. I think we're all in agreement that that's where we're moving to. We probably we probably can get into that later or like at another time. I'm sure we'll get back into it. Taylor, what is your biggest takeaway from the 23 season? Yeah, so my takeaway here, and you could probably say that this has been the case for a couple of years and I should have seen this coming, but I'm just like coping and being old. Um, but we are so far away from the Paul and Ricky era or like any verge of dominance or really, and I just picked out basically six players of the top 15 here and their ages for everybody. So I can, again, feel old, Matt, you'll feel great. Um, at number two, we have Gannon Burr, 18. Number 11, Cole Redolin, 
19. Six, Kyle Klein, who is 21. Nicholas Antela at 15, who is 22. And then AB and Isaac at 10 and 4, who are both 23. All that to say, one, the era of dominance is over, and we have a whole new era of just young kids that are throwing a billion feet and tall and lanky and have a great build for disc golf that are taking over, which one, one hand I'm very excited to see and watch. And on the other hand, again, I, my like first introduction to a lot of professional disc golf was 2016, 2017, just right in the, who's going to win Ricky or Paul era, which was a ton of fun to watch. But now we just have, you know, kids popping up everywhere that are going to just completely take over for a little bit. So it'll be fun to watch. Yeah. I, I have to jump in here now and Corey, who knows who knows this movie, The Miracle on Ice, with the United States mm-hmm. hockey team. I figure Corey would know because he's from Michigan. There's a scene in the movie where they're about to play the best team in the world, the Soviet Union, and the coach is saying their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about how good the Soviet Union are. And I had the exact same thing, Taylor. So I got to jump in here now and join you. I, the Paul and Ricky era is over. It's it's dead. And we don't know if we're going to have like an Undertaker coming out of the coffin thing next season with them too or not. But um, it's crazy because Paul right now ranks eighth in the world on Statmando. Ricky's at third. And li- listen to these two things, right? So the last time Paul was number one in the world was March of 2022. Almost coming up on two years. Last time Ricky was number one was March of 2023. So like a year later. Um, they've only played in three events together in this last season. So this whole battle between the two, it's done. The dominance is, is done. Um, they're really, we're only one stroke away from each other through like the matchup through those three matches. So yeah, I have to jump on your train real quick as well and, and punch the ticket as well saying that that was my biggest takeaway as well is, is that era is done. We got a new age coming. Um, is it going to be a two horse race, a three horse race, or is it going to be just a free for all with everybody and how good everybody is? You know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and I think the uh, I think the nail in the coffin for me too, right? And it may not be the f- most fair to say because he was hurt, but the end of Paul streak at one or two at Worlds was was the yeah. nail in the coffin for me, which is still like looking back, absolutely insane to even think about that for literally a decade straight. He either won or came in second at Worlds. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he started seeing the writing on the wall a little bit. Um, you know, he just had a kid. He's doing more at the foundation work. He's overseas in Europe for predominantly a big part of the summer. Ricky's trying to, you know, catch up with the whole foundation work. I wonder if they're seeing like, all right, I have to be bigger than just playing in disc golf. I have to start being a part of growing the game as well. So it's kind of sad though, because I came into the sport in 2020 and I loved the whole, you know, two, you know, two person rivalry thing. Um, I thought I'd enjoy this whole mix match of people playing well, but it's always fun when you have, you know, two guys going at it with each other as well. Yeah, I think, I think Paul Macbeth, in my eyes, it kind of reminds me of like Tony Hawk. I don't know if anybody skateboards, but yeah, I've been skateboarding my whole life. And Tony Hawk was like very, very good, but then he branched out into like expanding everything. So he's got the Tony Hawk Foundation. He builds skate parks everywhere. Guess what? Paul Macbeth has the Paul Macbeth Foundation. 
he he builds uh, disc golf courses literally around the world. So I think even if he's not in the rankings as one of the best, he's still always going to be around, and he's he's going to be doing stuff in the background that's going to make us definitely shoot forward as a sport. And then, um, yeah, I I can see how it's kind of weird having like so many winners this year, especially like. Dude, there were a lot of winners, a lot of <laughs> yeah. people that never like got a chance. And now they're, they're coming like winning pro tour left and right. And, uh, it, it does remind me of like pro tour golf. Like there's people on there that it's like, Oh, it's the best in the world. But this week he kind of sucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because it's, it's yeah. just not his course. It's not his week. It's not his time. He was whatever. And then he comes back and it's, it's a mix match. And, I'm very curious what is going to happen next year, especially with Ricky not being sick. I mean, he was sick for the beginning of yeah. the tour. So yeah, but I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Todd. Okay. All right. So I think that one go of the ahead, things guys. that like, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Corey. Uh, I think one of the things that sticks out to me is like uh, people like Simon Lazat. And I talked about this on debate night before. It's something I'm like passionate about. Like people like Simon Lazat have naturally started to like, transfer their presence to if they win it's awesome but it doesn't really matter to who they are like they're still huge on youtube they're still interacting on youtube i think that's something that like maybe paul and ricky haven't had to deal with as much they didn't make that transition as as smoothly because they were literally winning like every week or every other week you know um so that that transition, I, I've like, as someone who's come to the sport more recently or started to take it more seriously more recently, I just see that. I can see like, why did why does Simon have all these followers? Why does Simon consistently upload? And, you know, Paul and Ricky don't upload. And there's some things that are happening now where they are, but it feels like there was that, there's that transition that Simon was kind of ahead of the curve on that part of. And now we're seeing like, we're seeing Matty O, some really fun stuff with him. We're seeing Ricky, like all these people, but it took actual companies coming like a lifeless records and practice rounds and stuff like that where simon kind of just went after it you know yeah. so i think it's a difference there too i think, I think simon's an simon. entertainer too yeah what's that, well, that's not true at? he's at like two hundred thousand or something like that mm. like yeah, he's, he's been cool. doing yeah. this forever yeah he, i mean that's yeah that's true he has and he's also yeah i think like paul is generally a little quieter so i think like that's mm. up to another company or like maddie o is another great example maddie o's you know course breakdowns are super fun there's no scenario he's doing that by himself you know like it was only yeah. if a company's coming in and actually saying like let's get you in some stuff that that transition's happening um but i think it's a crazy powerful transition like if we can if you can get that happening for a lot of people that works pretty well but it's yeah. a weird change there and i think paul i i mean historically paul's always cared very deeply about growing the game and pushing the game forward. I mean, that's why yeah. he initially made his contract public when nobody else was going to just to put pressure on companies to, you know, pay their players adequately and kind of know that that money's out there. I think to your point, Matt, too, we've also seen a pretty big industry shift. Like when Paul went to Discraft, they really changed disc golf marketing in that we're really going to stand behind our players. You know, we're going to put players' names on discs. We're going to make players a lot more in the forefront. Whereas before, I mean, a lot of the media presence of companies, I mean, DD is a great example where they were really, they had personalities and then they had players and those were two different things where now I think we're getting into an era where more players are the personalities and players are being backed by their sponsors to 
push that content out there where as before and it may be too you know paul sees the writing on the wall that you know maybe he can't compete at that highest level but he knows he's kind of more in that leave your legacy stage of his career and rick may be the same way rick is putting out a lot of great content too with dd i think that goes hand in hand with them kind of pushing that out as well yeah for real and like i'm looking right now Statmando has a tag uh has beaten paul i saw that that does nothing now that means nothing like yeah but how quickly that change happened like if you were someone who who came in and like you were like ah just give him a little longer just give him a little longer and And me as a me as a paul fanboy i'm saying all this hoping one day he hears it and puts it on his wall as motivation to disprove everybody wrong next year i'll just put that out there too but like I mean, it's kind of like the whole Tiger Woods thing. Like, golf is better when you have your best athlete playing. So, you know, or playing well, I should say, you know. So, and you never know. He he might end up being like a couple years down the road, just like training through. Yeah. Yeah. Corey, what's your biggest takeaway this season? So, my biggest takeaway is that Ricky, even though he's always got a smile on his face, he's the biggest villain of disc golf. I love this. And I will tell you why. Here is the story, okay? My first Pro Tour event was this year. It was at Toboggan, D-Glow. Come on. I am standing, me and my friends are standing behind hole 15. Hole 15 is that really big dog leg left. You're throwing off of the big hill. It's awesome. He walks up, and I witness him locking eyes with a toddler and the toddler falling off of his chair in slow motion. And Ricky doing nothing about it. He's a villain. He's evil. How, how close was he? And he was probably was thirty feet. He could, he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to get him. But <laughs> that's ran. not the should, point. Okay, I witnessed it. I witnessed it, and I, I swear to God, Ricky looked at me and was like, "I didn't do that." And it was I mean it was a crazy event. But he's the biggest villain. Corey, who do you think who do you think is the biggest villain? Corey, how how close were you? Oh, to we're the, gonna go down to the toddler. How close were you to the toddler? So I was probably just as far as Ricky, but the toddler wasn't looking me in the eyes. So it's all his fault. I, I don't and know, man. You're locked Ricky, eyes with someone. No. You can't do anything. But you, you're standing from behind. You can see it happen. And you don't decide maybe Corey's the biggest villain. That's all I'm saying. Oh, like, Corey's I, the biggest big villain in disc golf. That's what it is. <laughs> I would, you watched the toddler I, fall, Tori. Good Corey. Tori. I, I, will, I will accept that if I was getting paid as a professional disc golfer, but as a person watching them throw Frisbees twice as far as I can, I'm not helping the toddler. I'm sorry. Bro is not Superman. <laughs> That's not, he was getting paid for <laughs> Let him can I, slide can over I, there. Can I, can I just add fuel to the fire? I've always thought, uh, I hope I didn't get chastised for saying this. I always thought that Ricky was like a Patrick Bateman kind of person because he's so <laughs> much about his image, his mm. health, his ice bass. Like Patrick Bateman is the same way, man. I mean, he could be a little crazy down under. That's, uh, that's I could see, it. Way I more see than it. that. Someone edit one of his vlogs with the ice bath and just put some like really yeah. creepy music <laughs> going on behind it. Let's see and what kind of always, image we could draw. You always see Ricky. He's always like, "Let me see if I can." What's up, guys? What are we doing? Hey, this is what we're gonna do on this hole. Like his, he's so like. In I, I don't know. He's a villain. He could be. He, he pushes be. toddlers down with his mind. <laughs> That's how his putts always go in. He's got the telekinesis. <laughs> yeah, he, I tell you well, what. He thinks, 
he thinks it's a small child and then he just goes straight at it. So <laughs> my the thing the thing I I did not like most about Ricky is the whole like jumping off the first tee pad and fist bumping when he threw his shot at Green Mountain last year uh, against Chris Dickerson and Chris Dickerson had just thrown like out of bounds that I didn't like that. So, I mean, I'm with you on the whole, like Ricky's ability <laughs> in disc golf. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't like the antics that he does sometimes, but, but yeah, that was, that was Saturday. That was a uh, moving day. And then I saw him Sunday on hole 13 and I brought it up and he just chuckled because he was like, that was a once in a lifetime like thing. That's never going to happen. So <laughs> I will was, say though, I will time. say Ricky is very animated, like very animated player. Is it harder yeah. to be labeled a villain when you're winning? No. Okay. No. I don't think I, so. Not at all. I think it's, it's very easy to la- be labeled a villain when you're winning. I would honestly say it's easier to be labeled a villain when you're winning than losing. When you're winning so. and then you're mean, it's so like it could be two comments, you know. And yeah. like Corey just said, he just watched a toddler fall over and he won big. <laughs> you know, I, dude, I'm telling you, I hope he watches this. <laughs> if he watches all, all, it, he, no, this is not, bad. This not, is bad. Not, not Ricky, the toddler. Oh, the toddler. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Twenty-five years do down the road, Ricky's yeah. playing and he's, he's still holding on, and this toddler comes to just destroy one of his titles yeah. or something. He's gonna be I on his iPhone that. thirty. He's gonna be on his yeah. iPhone thirty, and he's gonna be like, "Wait, that was I remember <laughs> that." that. Uh, all no, I'm, aside, I'm, I don't think Ricky's a bad guy. But no, he's he's great. He's, he's great. So you know, Taylor kind of stole mine, but I'll give my one B just really brief. Uh, I think the the second biggest takeaway is players are so soft to call each other out on rules stuff, and mm-hmm. it is so bad. Um, we could go down the whole, you know, the speed of play. I'm really hung up on the whole Holland Hanley thing. I think a lot of them were like in deep down inside were like, eh, I don't think that's in bounds, but no one had the heart to speak up and say something. Um, even Kristen made some comments about it. Um, you know, looking back at some video footage, I just think that players are so worried that they're going to be hated um, for speaking up on some things, but I'm actually disappointed in players. Like why are we not being more respectful to the game? and calling each other out on things that we've done wrong um, on the course or decisions we've made. Or, you know, I understand it was an A-tier event. I feel, I don't know. I'm on the team that I think Holland knew what she was doing. I mean, this clearly didn't come in bounds. And it's disappointing because I'm actually a big Holland fan. I think she's great for the game. I think she's a great player. And I just, I don't know what to believe anymore. There's so. definitely a whole rabbit hole there. I, I do want to say real quick, I also really hate the I didn't see it excuse when it's also a literal rule too. And it's, it's definitely, it's respecting the game. It's exactly what you said. And if you're not watching your opponent's shot, if you're not watching that shot to know that there's potential for this to literally change the outcome of not only the tournament, but for someone's career at that point, you know, as big as that tournament is, you're just not, one, respecting them, you're not respecting the game as well so i'll give i give one quick ball golf example if you nestle your club behind the golf ball and it almost does nothing but moves and it doesn't go to the exact position that's a stroke penalty and i've seen people Mm -hmm. call that on themselves and 
like hurt their positions in a tournament. You know, I had a buddy in high school call that on himself when he put the putter behind the ball, barely nicked the, the ball when he had a tap in. And so he had to call it on himself and he lost what we call honors, which is like finishing first or medalist, which is finishing first in a tournament, which is, you know, great for accolades. But, you know, he missed out on saying that he finished first. And I think that was the only time he didn't finish first all season anyways. So anyway, it's just like, it's just respect for the game. If we're, you know, and it's also calling people out for speed, you know, and you don't have to be a jerk about it. Just be like, hey, maybe we pick up the pace a little bit here, you know, and that's all you got to do. So anyways, that's my biggest that's one B for me. <laughs> biggest takeaway. But and also, I, I think every pro should know, like the entire rule book. I feel like the only person percent. that knows the rules is Simon. Which is why he takes advantage percent. of like very weird things, mm -hmm. like chucking a disc d straight out of bounds to yeah. win Deglo. Somebody that was, was like, "We need weird. more." Somebody was like, "We need more judges on the course." Then I'm like, "No, you don't. You are a judge. You should know yeah. the rules. It's part of the game. It's like it's a in ball golf. It's a gentleman's game, as they call it, right?" So, yeah, I, I think so. with more coverage and more popularity, it's going to end up being that. Um, cause you don't want to be the one on coverage being like that soft, especially if everyone else is going to start picking up on rules. So yeah, time will tell. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Good stuff. I like all the topics and we can definitely bring these back up late, uh, later in the future as well. So staying on this, this past season, what was your biggest surprise this season? And we want this to be more positive because we have another topic to discuss next that is kind of more negative so what was your biggest surprise this past season positive play taylor why don't we start with you yeah i got a pretty quick and simple one um Corey ellis the european open you know i did not have Corey ellis winning a major on my bingo card for this season um yeah not to take anything away from him you could definitely say there a lot of people had a chance at that tournament but he made some very clutch shots down the stretch to take that one home which was awesome yeah. to see it's just something um definitely surprising so Corey ellis is, is my number one there especially after mvp of the year before man mm -hmm. that is heartbreaking yep so he's got a good story too cool Matt, what about you? My biggest surprise for the season, I, I was kind of thinking about this one. Um, I don't know. You know, this might tie into a couple questions we have uh, later on, but I felt like I would hear players' names. Uh, like, I think I'm going to talk about Nicolas Antilla in a little bit. Um, but I, I would hear his name, like, more than I've heard it before. And then I would go and, like, I'm looking and I'm comparing it, and it's not like he was ever a terrible player. Like, it's yeah. not even like his stats drastically changed from last year to this year. But, like, I don't know. And maybe this was, maybe this isn't a surprise of the season, but a surprise of, like, the media behind disc golf. But it was like, I was hearing these reoccurring players, you know, not in the level that we had where Paul Macbeth won every week, but, like, in a different level. It was very bizarre. And when I was looking at Stat Mando today, I just kept saying, like, I've heard this player's name a ton. Well, it wasn't like they they did anything they didn't break out this year or anything like that it was just i'm not sure exactly what it is but i'm feeling like every time i'm on coverage or listening to coverage it's just i'm hearing names that i don't hear ever it's very bizarre and i think the european players are getting more comfortable and they're getting more sponsorship money to come over here and play um i ran into Lori lettinen at worlds and i asked him about is he going to be coming over here more and he says the reason why he hasn't is because of some duties to his country 
Um, but he says he plans to be over here a lot longer. And I think that, you know, those like little underlying things we don't hear from the Europeans. But I think there's some other reasons, not just because of money, uh, about why they can't come over here. And I think the more the Europeans come over here, I think they'll be more dominant. Because uh, I think Laurie is actually a really good player. And I, and, uh, I think we'll get more of those guys we don't hear about. Um, we'll start hearing a little bit more about them. Yeah, I also think we got a lot more coverage of European events this year. Obviously, you know, Paul yeah. going over there and kind of spearheading, you know, a lot of more visibility into those events. You know, Nicholas battling Paul at a lot of those events, I think, brought his name up a lot into the forefront, as well as just there's a lot more media now. You know, there's a lot of people <laughs> doing podcasts. There's a lot more people talking about disc golf than, you know, really ever before. So I think you got to search a little farther for the less obvious storylines <laughs> to have something to talk about, too. It also so. helps having one of the smoothest forms in disc golf. Like, yeah, that, that probably helps. Yeah. <laughs> like very smooth. Yeah, dude's good. Very slow. And then just like rips it. He might be, he might have the best turnover in the game. Yeah. Well, Isaac. Yeah. Isaac's pretty good. That's why I had to say one of. <laughs> one of. That's why I had to yeah, say yeah. one of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Honestly, if, if it wasn't for Gannon, he he would have been a world cha- or not a world, but he would have been a major champion before Isaac, you know. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's been good. Corey, what's your biggest surprise this season? Uh, my biggest surprise is Paige Pierce, uh, knowing that she's kind of in the uh, decline and breaking her leg on purpose. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's just such a smart business move, you know. Why would you know, not do that? It's so intelligent, like, you know. You think. None of your sponsors can really like say like, oh well, you weren't performing up to standards because you have a broken leg. And um I think she just wanted a vacation with her wife. And that's like the easiest way is like, ah, I'm injured, I can't do anything. I think it stands I- to be said too, um, mirroring the Ricky Paul era is over. The the Page Cat era is definitely over, <laughs> way more over yes. than the Ricky Paul era. Cremated, cremated, yes. done, dude. Yeah. When when Yuli was on tour life, just talking about like, I don't really think you can compare uh, Kristen and Page. I was just beating my head off a wall, dude. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, you, what you is can't this logic? Because because Kristen is like significantly higher. Yeah. yeah, like it, I'm not crazy. Page is her contract's up this season, right? I I heard that correct. Or am I crazy? Yeah, that's what, that's yeah. What I don't heard. think she, I don't think she's going anywhere. She has too many. Yeah, um, I wouldn't expect her. Very to. popular discs on Discraft. Yeah, and, but I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, I, that's obviously that was a joke, guys. Everybody, <laughs> <yes>. haha! I don't <laughs> think she broke it on purpose. I know she broke it on purpose. <laughs> He's got that insider info for real. For real. <laughs> yeah, Discraft is down the street, guys. I He's right everything. there. He knows. <laughs> It was such an inconvenient time that she did it too. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, she said she enjoyed being had the off season or not off season, but some time off. Yeah, she, she was so hot. Like, she she was so hot and cold music, about that though, wasn't she? She went to three music festivals in like a week. There's no it's way that life, man. There's no way that scooter rolls well over grass. That Could, people just, and jumped around. No on way. For it's eight a coincidence. Hours. It's what it is. Walking no way. Boot by then. That's crazy. What about um, you, Tyler? My biggest takeaway, I thought about this for, for a while, and it may not seem as a surprise, but to me it is. So for me, it's Simon winning in just his fourth event with MVP. 
I thought he was going to take a lot longer to get used to his disc. Those MVP discs are so tricky in my opinion. I love the Crave, but if you for some reason don't give that thing full speed, it dies like a dead duck out of the sky and it doesn't do what a Crave does. Um, and that's a very straight, maybe even understable disc. And I don't think Simon has a problem getting the disc up to speed, but I mean, the discs are a little tricky and I was just so shocked on how quickly he could just find his bag, manipulate the, manipulate the disc. Um, just going to compare last year to what he did this year, right? So he, he won two events this year. He improved in every single stat category except for scrambling. Right. And, and just he, he added a new kid to this year, new plastic, more media. Right. Um, he's currently ranked fifth. He used his mm -hmm. highest is ranked third. And that was back in 2018. Um, and last year he did finish in the top 10, 53 percent of the time. This year it was 44 percent. So performance wise, he actually outperformed last year, but his stats are better this year. So um I think that's my biggest surprise is Simon coming out of the gate in his fourth event playing really well. And he was in it. It seemed like the whole season too. He was playing really well. Um, so that's, that's my biggest takeaway. Simon yeah, that's coming out with MVP and making MVP look really good. I didn't think about that a lot, but you're definitely right. Like right after Simon signed the content creation piece, I had, I borrowed some MVP discs as I go, I'm going to do some videos and they're like the best performing <laughs> videos on my channel right after Simon signed, of course. Right. But, um, they react to spin so differently than other discs. Yeah. I was actually, I was shocked at how different, same thing you said, beat up Crave. I hit it in a field full power, exact flight, you know, exactly what I expected, turn over nicely, slight fade at the end. I went onto the course and was like, oh, I'm gonna throw a really smooth kind of power down hyzer flip up this fairway was a meat yep. hook. If you don't give it that same power and spin rate, they react completely differently. So yep. being able to learn that, super impressive to come out that quickly and you know learn those new discs yeah I've, I've had this theory before that like if you compare other companies and mvp i don't know if the gyro is like has a real effect but it's like as you gradually increase your arm speed with discs you can't quite handle yet like the discs will slowly lean towards their flight pattern mm -hmm. mvp it's like you gradually get there nothing 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 you hit the amount they need the amount of spin different flight and it's like a totally different thing i don't know why it is i've thrown so many different manufacturers and like it is always consistent mvp is just a little weird um, it's just because all that weight's on the rim mm -hmm. and if you don't get that thing up to speed it's just gonna die yeah i had a i had a crave wow. that i was convinced was like it was a factory second and that thing was like more stable than my thunderbird and i was so confused but i yeah, think it was so they, my bad. they literally hired like people from nasa to be right. like, hey, how does this work? And then make it work. And I think, I think one thing that he's got like going with him is he had the tilt, and the tilt you have to be able to throw like hard and on specific angles. And a lot of MVP is MVP is very flat, yeah. and you have to be able to like control it perfectly. And I mean, he's the perfect guy for MVP yeah. right now, and yeah. uh, especially with yeah the the amount of publicity they gave MVP. I mean, once again, I'm in Michigan. MVP is like two hours away from me. And we can find MVP everywhere, but I hear everyone else saying it's always constantly sold out. Really? I don't know if yeah. that's, yeah, I don't know if that's this, the same for you guys, but. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I was just going to say really quickly, I, um, 
I questioned at first, like, I think the signing to compare it to obviously was Paul, you know, the 10 mil, 10 mil. I was concerned at how much MVP would sell, like with the Simon lift. I have a bunch of people that I'm friends with that are not super into the game, play casually, that were instantly after that signing text me, hey, what is this? What is a hex fly like? What is a Tesla fly like? Just all these random MVP yep. molds. It was instant. It was wild. It yeah, can I think move plastic like nobody else, yes. like nobody yeah, else. For real. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, like I, I was just talking about like I bought like a watermelon hex the other day, which are typically rare. But I found a site that had like it, it limited it at thirty what it showed. But I ordered it on a Friday, and on Monday I checked again, and I think they had like sixty or something because I checked in between, and they were all out within that like. It, and this was not a. I could not find that this site was real. I took a risk that it was a real site, <laughs> and people like it did not matter. They were finding. It took me like google searching and using a bunch of stuff and still people are just on it there any any chance for rare stuff any chance for specific plastics mm -hmm. it does not matter if that it's been a while since we've, we've you know he's signed i've bought two time lapses and i have one right there the, the one that looks like his defy i sold the other one for i think 150 dollars dang that's yeah that's crazy i, kn I knew a guy ridiculous. and I, I didn't even reach out to him i i knew him and i was like <laughs> i knew he's gonna get 10 of those and i was like i'm not I, I I didn't even reach. Yeah, out. I mean I don't have one. I was even trying to use any connection I had, reaching out to stores or people that I knew. Like, hey, you you got any? You can you hold me one? They're like, no, <laughs> we we yeah, ain't got I, one I, for I, you. I, They're all gone. I went to our I went to our local store and I waited there thirty minutes before they opened. And finally, the guy like came out because he knows me and he was like, hey, come on in. I was like, <laughs> all right, cool. So, all right, I think this is a good transition. We are not going to be doing Trevor's trivia, but. I have two trivia fun questions that I want to ask you guys to see if we can get these right regarding the MPO season and the FPO season. So they're going to be kind of flopped each other. So the first one is going to be about FPO and who finished at the top 20. And then the MPO is going to be um, what players only finished in the top 20 once, but under certain parameters. So let's do FPO first. All right. So, only four FPO players went top twenty the entire season, with a minimum Bro. of ten, with a minimum <laughs> of ten starts. Who are they? Who should be very easy? Oh man, I thought this was true or false. <laughs> um... <laughs> Opting in immediately, I'm going to take Kristen to talk. I would say Kristen's obvious. Right. I was like, Kristen's that was obvious, yeah. She was 14 for 14 this year. And this is Elite Series and Majors only. Okay. Good to know. Um, own? Is it own up there? Say own? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. Own oh. is not on the oh. list. Really? She was, she was 12 of 30, or I'm sorry, 12 of 13 at Worlds. I think she finished outside the top 20 because she was injured or something like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about Worlds. I think it, she was hurt. I, I, think yeah. it, I think it was Worlds. Another one should be not a given, but fairly easy. Holland? Holland is not. I think she was 19 of, or 15 of 19. Yeah, I knew she oh, had God. some low. I wasn't. She I was she a very consistent ones, finisher. Yeah, she, she had me tricked there for a second. I'm trying to think of any. Ooh. The other one is obvious, and I'm just losing my mind. So here. I'll give you the number of how many. So this person was 19 of 19. There's another one that was 11 for 11. 
And there's another one that was, I believe, 12 for 12. Or no, no, 10 for 10. I'm sorry, 10 for 10. Give me Missy Gannon for Missy Gannon. Missy Gannon was 19. Redeemed myself. Impressive. There you go. Dude, I don't know why, but I forgot about her. Not that she did bad, but I just like, I was trying to think of names and I couldn't think of hers. She had a great season this year. So we got two left here. Two left. Any thoughts? Got one strike, three strikes, and we're out. Uh Oh, Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, you're, you didn't tell us that. (laughs) (laughs) You're adding on rules here. I know. (laughs) Oh, Matt just took a sip. That's another strike, right? That's it. Sip is not correct. I never played (laughs) baseball, dude. How was I going to know? I'm kidding. I'm trying to think who else. Gentlemen, help me out here. Um, so there's actually one. There's they're very limited. So it's eleven for eleven and ten of ten. These two players. This is actually a gas question. This is a great question. But oh, so it's less events. I have I have two guesses: Evelina and Henna. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Henna. Are those both your guesses? Can I, if it's three strikes, can I be out? I don't want to take the fall for these two guys. If they're if I'm taking both the guesses. <laughs> I want right. to. One of two certainly must be it. Only one of those is oh. correct. If you guess the correct one, I will remove a strike. Oh, I got my your guess. Taylor, your I gotta, guess. I got to lean Henna. That is correct. All right. So Let's we go. were racist turn strikes, up, so up. back to zero strikes. Henna was 11 for 11. So this person, so then the last one was 10 of 10. All top 20 the entire 10. season. Elite series and majors. Oh, I don't want to say it now because we only got one strike. No, no, no. I took it no. away. So you have, you have three. You have We're three. We're chilling. Oh, okay, okay. Short season, consistent player. Give me Val Mondahano. No. Okay, I tried. <laughs> she, she, I think she was like 14 of 18. I knew she played less events with the injury early yeah. on. So Yeah, this, this less the, events thing is tripping me mm-hmm. up. When you, get the, I, when you get the two strikes, I'll give you a hint. Corey, this is your chance. This is your time, man. Time to shine. Give us, give us one right now, right now. Oh, Go for it. Just trust in your gut. There's one guy watching this. It's just yelling at his screen right now. It's Hunter. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a toddler. It's a toddler <laughs> <that> fell over. <laughs> uh, I'm not a stats guy. I am, I and I'm point. still, I'm still losing my mind on this. I could point at people and be like, I know that face. That's about it. Yeah, but for this is ten of ten finishes, and right? Is that everyone? Yeah, mm-hmm. but for ten of ten finishes, that's what it's yeah. really messing me up. I'll throw just a name out there so you know. Ella Hansen was eighteen of nineteen. She was really close. Yeah, that's that's who I was thinking, and I was like, she's mm-hmm. been in more than ten events. So Owen and yeah. Ella were the only ones that were one off from getting perfect top twenties. This person played 10 events. I'll give you a hint. They won a pro tour event this season. I'm going to... We have two guesses left? Two guesses. This might be crazy, you, but I'm, I'm losing my you mind. You have two guesses. I have <laughs> two guesses. Corey has unlimited. Uh, this, I don't think this is right, but this is the only one I can think of. No, certainly this isn't right. Which events are these? Which, which level? Pro tour events. These are, these are elite series and majors it I, I this can't be right 
This is a good question. I'm impressed here because there's a lot more thinking than I thought I was going to have to be cooking through. Paige Pierce. Bro. <laughs> that don't count. That don't count. We don't Yo, count that. One. We don't claim you that said one. I have limited. <laughs> okay. He asked me that question and then I said no. So it For didn't count as right. yeah. Um, The only one I can think of. The only one, but I know she's played more events than this. Remember, she, like, won an event. she won an event this year. Yeah. That... I got two in my mind, but I can't decide. Can't was... decide. What you... just, just tell me a name. This is not a guess for okay. Tyler. I know, I know she won. Cat. Cat Merch. Okay. What's your other name? I can't remember if Haley King won this year or not. That's what I... Yes, she did. MVP Open. Did she not? She jumped in the she pond. Did, she did win the MVP Open. But did she only yeah. play 10 events? And she won uh, Jonesboro, I think. Oh, you might be right. I think Cat won Jonesboro. Oh, is that the one that Cat won? Yeah, oh, you're right. But did she only play in ten events? I was thinking Haley King too. Yeah, that's. How the many ten events is tripping me up? Two? <laughs> All right, fine. Haley strike. Okay, strikes, let's go. Time. Haley King. Is it Haley King? Final answer. Yeah. Yeah. Go for that. Send it. Oh my goodness! We tried. We tried. <laughs> Taylor, what All was right. your other what was your other guess? I knew she played. Did she play in more yeah, than ten events, or did she, or did she go in below? What was I'll, it? I'll give you. I'll give you one more. One more hint. She's. She can. I'm pretty sure she can play in the plus forty masters division. So it's not cat. It's definitely not cat. She won an event this year, and she had in her final round. She did something really crazy in her final round. With a Thunderbird. Beaver State Fling. This is... this is Hunter uh, is coming out of his I don't, chair. I don't, he's yeah, going to kill all of us. Hunter is going to kill us, dude. I want him to be angry. <laughs> I think rightfully so. This is... We've got so yes, many details. Who won Beaver State? One of the most unique backhand throws. Jen Allen. Jen Allen. That's I it. I cannot remember that she won an event this year. I forgot she, she was on Innova, dude. Yeah. You, now, you said Thunderbird, and I lost my mind. I was like, FBO <laughs> players on Thunderbird, or on Innova. I, yeah. I was specific. I said a Pro Tour event. So it is a Silver this... Series event. Hunter is so Hun I would say Hunter's back on our side. <laughs> it's For like the Silver reason, Series doesn't count. Weird, when you said weird backhand, I wasn't picturing anybody's unique. X step. Unique. I was just picturing, like, <laughs> well, weird, unique, same yeah. thing. I, I saw was, it, but I couldn't remember who it was. I was only picturing like hand motions, yeah. not like jumping jacks. All right, All what's right. your MBO? All right, MPO. This this one's hard, guys. I thought that was the easy one. This one's hard. Uh oh, so we're in trouble. Only <laughs> only two MPO players had only one top twenty finish all season, and this and these players are currently ranked top fifty in the world on Statmando. And again, minimum of 10 starts. There's only two players that finished in the top 20 once all season and are in the top 50 rankings. I'll give you the honorable mention is Lori Lettinen. He was ranked 37th, but he only played in four events. Wait, whose rankings are these again? Sorry. Statmando. Stat okay, it is Statmando. Am I, am I crazy here? Did Parker Walk only do a half tour? Because I know he's within Parker the top Wilk 50 Parker Wilk is a right great now. answer. He's in the top 50. He had one, 20, one obviously win. 
but I don't know if he played a half tour or played a full tour. If it's not right, shout out for the Parker Welk answer because I love okay. that answer. I mean, wait, I was, gonna, I was gonna say you can you can look at the top fifty to see who's in the top fifty. I'm okay with yeah, what doing. Yeah, I'm I'm saying I I looked at the top fifty. I've got I I know he's in the top fifty, but where's he at? He's at thirty one. Parker Welk's right there. I don't know. Is, is it, that, it? Are we? Is really that one of your answers? Are we willing to risk that, gentlemen? Yeah, sign me up. Yeah, I'm not? down. Yeah, we got three guesses. It is right, not Parker. Oh Welk. my, he has goodness. two. He has two top oh, 20, so it's on. a good guess. It's a good <laughs> guess. What was his other top 20? I'm going to look that up right now and get it for you. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking my butt off there. I was like, dude, come on. I man. love that one. Oh, All right, gentlemen, that's up to you. I just used all my brain power on that. I'm lost. Or you can call Uncle and we can move on. Because this is a hard one. Dude, we have to at least give two more guesses. Yeah, we got to at come least give now. a couple more guesses. In the top 50. You can just start guessing if you want. Like, I'm looking through the top 50 right now. And you said Lori Lentinen is not one. Correct. Wait a second. Oh, there's such zesty ones here, boys. Um, how many starts? Uh, at least 10. At least no 10. disrespect. Parker has, Parker has two. I wanted to make sure that Parker has two top 20s. I don't know. You're good. No disrespect to the GOAT, but Kill LaVisca is in the top 50, and I feel like there's not a lot of chance that he's up there in that many events. Dude, that's disrespect. It is disrespect. Mm. I'm sorry, Kale. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> All right, risk it for the biscuit, bro. Kale LaVisca it is. We're, it, is not, we're... it is not Kale LaVisca. Oh, my goodness. I thought he would have been one when I first created this, mm. but he is not. I'll give you, uh, I can't give you the rankings and you guys are looking at him. Shoot. Yeah. If you didn't look at the rankings, I could have given you the rankings. I'll give you a small hint. Both of these players are in the top 40. So it eliminates 20% of the list. It does. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm wrong. Top 45. Now I now I gave you a big hint. Now I gave you a big hint. Yeah. Is it Drew? I was thinking Drew, but did he as play? As little as he played. Yeah, I was saying, did he play that many events? It is not Drew. Okay. How many events right, did Matt Bell play in? Yeah, that's the other name it was. I think he played in quite a few. Oh, he's okay. All right, last guess, gentlemen. Let's Combine all our all our brain, I'll give our you three a, brain I'll cells give you together. A hint. I'll give you a hint. One of these guys is a predominant one-sided player. Oh, Chandler. Chandler Kramer? Chandler is yeah. one. Yep. Chandler is 42. He had one top 20. Then we have the other guy. One top 20. I feel like... No. I was going to say something that wasn't true for a minute. Could it be you? Don't lie to us now. No, no, no. I, I got these correct. I promise. I double checked. I was like, there's no way I'm getting these stats wrong. I was also thinking <laughs> Yuli, but I thought he had I thought he had two of them right near the end of the year. Yeah, I thought he kind of popped off at the end. He did I'll pop give you, off. I'll okay. give you a hint. He is sponsored by Clash Disc. Oh, that is, is it Mason Ford then? Am I crazy? Is that your guess? No, Mason Ford isn't Clash. I don't think, right? He's no, you're mint. so right. He is not yeah. Clash. I say yeah. he's mint. I was say I always I confuse just those. Like, I always confuse those two because there is a Clash mint and then there's Mint yeah. Disc. So yeah. I get them confused. No, I just watched one of his in the bag. So I'm so glad I did not just. 
I, I said that, and then you said that. I was like, oh, my goodness. I think Mint Disc should make a, a disc called The Clash. I agree. <laughs> get them back. Confu- confuse everybody. Just get everybody. Hmm. Now I am questioning my knowledge of player sponsors. Yeah, I am 40, too. I can't think of Top 40 player. Clash. Who's on Clash? <laughs> Bro, we're I lost get, in the sauce here. We are lost in the sauce. Get, the only one I know in the top 40 is, is James Proctor, but he was definitely in the top 20. Yeah, he, he has. Yeah. All right, well, Taylor, just give us one ripped. Just give us a ripped answer here, bro. Just go for it. I'm just letting him as the infinite guy. I'm just letting yeah, him. I would say I, I should definitely not, know this. I don't know if it necessarily means you're required to, but <laughs> I'm counting I, my. I, I always get this guy confused with the other person all the time. With the other person? I think I might oh, be my calling goodness. him. Okay, yeah, I ha- so both of these guys are sponsored by Clash, and I always get them confused with each other because they're both from North Carolina, too. It's crazy how both these guys... Oh, never mind. The other one is not sponsored by Clash. I'm sorry. I'm giving, here giving you guys the wrong response. Bro, throwing us off the trail. Who is okay, I'm now, I'm now really throwing you off the trail. This guy is sponsored by Discraft. I'm sorry. See this? Oh my saying. goodness! <laughs> this is an upset that we've never even seen before. First yeah, time I'm, podcast, I'm first give, time upset. I'm giving out false information. <laughs> I might as well give it to you because you'll definitely Evan Scott. Then well, right? I was gonna. I it's was Evan gonna, yeah, Scott. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I said Evan Scott, but I I just didn't know yeah. who he was sponsored. That I was my mistake. Him, I always see. I did it to myself. I said. I, I thought I was going crazy. I always get Evan Smith and Evan Scott confused. Mm. What are you asking, Every Corey? Time. We're saying Evan so, Scott's on Discraft, right? Or yeah, no, yeah. we're saying the other guys on... Okay. Those were the guys that only had... I thought... It, I just was curious. I'm like, all right, what guys are in the top 50 still and only got one top 20 all year? And uh, I wanted to... Be, to be clear, great question, but we are not the disc golf theologians we thought we were. <laughs> You popped that first question, and I was like, dude, that's such a W. Easy win here. And then you were like, number two. And I was like, I'm gone. I'm done. After Kristen Tatar, that's it for me. (laughs) Wait, there's more than one? Yeah. So here here are some notable people that only had two top 20s. Greg Barsby, Jeremy Colling, Brody Smith, uh, Casey White, I was going to guess Brody, but he's not in the top 50. Yeah, it can't be him. Hey, man, that hurts him. Disrespect, man. Disrespect. Tristan Tanner... Is the uh, well second highest um, position or average uh, finishing position with two top twenties? Nice. It's actually Tristan Tanner's uh, finishing finish. Oh my gosh, finishing position was higher than Evan Scott's. That makes interesting. Yeah, I was I was thinking Greg Barsby, but then you said Clash, and then I was like, but I just feel like I I don't know I haven't heard his name a lot, so I guess I was decently close. Yeah. All right. Good attempt. All right. Now I know where how hard to make these questions for next time. <laughs> yeah, bro thought I make them just... way harder next time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the whole well, I... podcast. Is that's just like yeah. naming names. <laughs> 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 also, also dead silence. <laughs> yeah, we're just Oh man. I know. I 35 know. minutes I was... in, we're just guessing just, just... insane people who play <laughs> I, 
I had the FPO question and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll do top 20, but I'll do it the reverse. Whoever only got one. I tried looking for who didn't get any top 20s and was in the top 50, but there's nobody. So that's why I did one. So Yeah, that's a that's a very specific parameter there. So, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. There was a couple guys that had um one or or one or or I don't know, something and it was um they had less than 10 finishes or something like that and I it was going to throw everything off. So I mm-hmm. kept it very similar to FPL. All right. Well, that was fun. Um so let's get into this other discussion real quick as well. All right. So we talked about our most positive or we could say biggest surprise. That was a positive. What about our biggest disappointment this season? I think this is the one I I wanted to talk about um, a lot. Who is your biggest? I think I'm going to go first. I'm going for it. Go for it. I'm going first. (laughs) My biggest disappointment this year is Calvin Heimberg. I respect that disappointment because you cannot play as well as he did and finish the season with not only zero majors, but zero podiums at majors. All right. He was 16th at champions cup. Oh no, wait, was this a yeah, 16th mm-hmm. at champions cup, fourth at the Euro cup, fifth at worlds, fifth at USDGC. He did finish third at the pro tour championship, but I just can't believe how Calvin played as well as he did, and he couldn't even finish in the top three at any of these these majors. I have a ton of things that I wrote down about it, right? So put put it into perspective. Head to head, he was one in three against Isaac in majors, right? Um, he won the week after Champions Cup, so he obviously had the game to win Champions Cup, and won it the very following week. Different type of courses, I know, I get it. Wooded, open, I get it. Um, he also had three regular season wins between a two month span. So it wasn't like he was really winning the entire season. Like everyone thinks he was, he won earlier in the season, um, you know, right in the middle of champions cup. And then after that win after champions cup, he never won again. The rest of the season, he was top three in all throwing categories other than scrambling the entire season. He improved every statistic this year compared to last season. And last season, he podiumed twice at majors. So there was a lot of things that we could say about Calvin, you know, questioning being even player of the year. But the fact that he didn't win a major this year is super disappointing. And he's got to be my biggest disappointment this year. Yeah, he was in position to win so often which is an incredible byproduct of the great season yeah. he had. But at the same time, the, the other side is he didn't close those out, right? So, right. Yeah. I, actually, the, my last comment I have here is there was no prime Paul or Ricky to even challenge him off the podium or even the majors this entire season. It was his to win the entire year. Um, and, I mean, I hate to use the C word, but, I mean, is he a choke artist when it comes to the majors? It's really sad, honestly, because... I think Calvin's amazing disc golfer and amazing for the game, but the fact that he couldn't podium this year, you know, at majors, it's tough scene, man. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, I didn't think of it like that. You know, we're talking about him as player of the year and you turn around and give us that. (laughs) And you're not entirely wrong. You know, I was, I think I'm a Calvin guy. I I think I was a Calvin guy. Um, When I was doing prep for the show today, I was like, Am I a Calvin guy? Then, <laughs> now that you're thinking about this, 
that doesn't help my Calvin guy. You know, that's, that's I'm a Calvin guy. I like Calvin. I'm I'm an innova predominant thrower, and but I mean, you got to call a spade a spade, man. I mean, he didn't win a major, and he improved on. He was top three in every throwing category this season. It's incredible that he couldn't get into a position to take down one of these majors. But that, for, does anybody know how much he makes? Oh, from Innova? I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, they, it's not public, his Innova contract details. Does anybody know when his contract's up? He just signed a long one recently. He just okay. drew for a while, yeah. I think but last he, he, year. When he was on with Brody and Yuli recently, he talked about how you know the, he is incentivized for all of those podiums and finishes yeah. and everything. I mean, he talked about how his goal this year is being present in every event because he says he can kind of check out sometimes if he's not playing well. Um, I'm, I'm think Calvin needs to have a caddy the entire season next year to I'll help him out. Yeah, I, I he needs somebody. Yeah, I'll do it. He needs somebody. I mean, that's definitely I, I a topic terrible. we should have in a future show. Is the caddy topic? I would love a, oh, to talk about 100%. the caddy topic. We're gonna Who out of us four gets the caddy? Straw straws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Corey, what's your biggest disappointment this year? My biggest disappointment is Goose not winning. Oof. He is my favorite player. He's got such an incredible arm. And he was in contention quite a bit. And then kind of like how Calvin can't win a major, he just didn't get to that level of winning. And it bums me out because he's awesome. Does That's really all. To... I mean, I can, I can simp does... over uh, Goose all, all day, but uh, yeah, he does... he didn't win does anything. Does he need to get a new putting form? So I was just gonna yes. say, yes. That's the only thing I don't like about him is that little like jabby putt that he has. And I know that I mean it works for him when it when it wants to, and I think he's good at it enough for him to be confident with it. But I feel like if he had like a nice smooth, like pop, like a Ricky putt, then I mean, if he could make it work, he, he, he'd be winning often. Yeah. I think he He's needs a little bit more verticality in his putt because if you see yeah. it all the time when he gets off and knows he's off, it's in the cage every time. And it's the that cage. same little yeah. like jabby, like you meant like straightforward kind of motion. Yeah. He, need, he needs to get together with his teammate, Corey Ellis, man. Corey is a gem of a putting stroke and just be like, yep. dude, we're going to spend all off season on this. You got to help me. Yeah, I think. The yeah, so... I... Oh, sorry. Go for it. You're good. I was going to say, I think the transition, like speaking of, of this case, but the transition we've had in the, the last year, even between putting being 90 or 90% mental and now putting being like 90% physical is a weird transition you've seen, but you see it in character, you know, in players like him, you know, like if you've got a weird putt and it's not working, the mechanics are off, you know, and making yeah. that transition, like you can be confident and your mechanics can be good, but like, Matty, you're stuck in between. Them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. To be clear. Yeah, there is, there is cases there, but I feel like it's a transition as we've talked no, about, it, which I don't think is incorrect. He, 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 he has issues because of his mechanics. I yeah. Think. yeah. When, when he's nervous, but and you Garrett get someone Gerthy who's is the other one that I think about a lot too that could use yeah. uh, a different putting style. <laughs> that makes me so mad. He, I think he is the biggest waste of a guy who could be winning ton of events if he could putt better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I went to a. I've been to a couple like 
decently sized events with a lot of people. And both times when I was putting, I was having people come up to me and say, hey, you have a really good putting form. And I was like, what are these people talking about? I'm like MA4, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then and I was like, I watch, I just watched you like beat everyone in the distance competition for the day. Like, what is going on? And it's like every player there was like, and then I'm looking at their putts and they're like, I just wish it was a little simpler. It's like, Bro, it is simple. So you can tell Bring people it. that think way too much about their putt while they're putting. Yeah. Dude, I have a buddy who comes to me every week and he's like, bro, I figured it out. I a solution. Now I'll do it. And it's like, I I don't know. I don't know why it's such a it's such an issue, but I think it's a good translation that we're now talking about it in a, a mechanics sense more than anything. You, you know what I think about every time that I'm having like a bad putting day is I do the like that little like wrist flick that Isaac does. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it gets my like body back into like, okay, nice and easy. And then I still miss. Yeah, I, I was going to of... say what I think about when I'm having a bad putting day is I wish my didn't have my camera recording me at this present moment every time. But... Yeah, I, I, I taught a bunch of like, I think it was fifth graders, like over a day, like putting and like basic backhand and forehand stuff. Very cool. But that's what I, I was like. Do you feel that? If you don't feel that, you're not going to be able to putt it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. it's like this natural spin that comes off your hands. I don't know. It's so important. That's a good, good reminder to take with you. Like, I feel like we'll have to uh, stash these in the archives and bring them up in later episodes because I definitely want to talk more about Goose next season. As Absolutely, well. so, yeah. Sure. Matt, Matt, what's your, Matt, what's your biggest disappointment? Uh, this is a funny one, but my biggest disappointment. I don't know if you guys follow Disc Golf Law on TikTok. Okay, yeah. There's there's a relation here. He's been ma- they've been making like hype edits as of late, like not even talking about like things. They've been making hype edits, and I remember. Yuli started popping off near the end of the year, and then I I popped on TikTok, and the first video was a hype edit from Disc Golf Law, and they're like, "If I I don't know what show I can't even remember what show they got it from." They're like, "If I had to really guess for anyone as we head into Worlds, I would think, what about Yuli?" And it was like, this, <laughs> and I just got this idea in my head, fully got it based on this like thirty second video, and everyone talking to you just like popping off. I was like, "He's gonna win Worlds." There's nothing you can do to stop him. Like, I just fully believe this. And then he obviously didn't. And I was like, what in the world? Man, people forget the Barsby year. Yuli was right in there, yeah. man. Yuli had a great chance to win that Worlds. That's what they were. They were bringing it up. They're like, look at these past finishes. Look at these yeah. past finishes. This game is better than it's ever been. And I was like, I fully bought into the idea. <laughs> I, was, you know? I was also definitely a Yuli Coper. I had a lot of belief in Yuli at Worlds. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, as I of think- this year, he's an icon. He's it's not true. even on the team. It's He's true. an icon. Icon. They did that video yeah. so well from a from a yeah. like media side and painting Yuli yeah. in an amazing light. They just popped off with that one. Biggest disappointment of twenty three. Distot TikTok page. <laughs> Distot was yeah. TikTok. For real, I don't know yeah, who's making those. Blast. But to to go from the, their their TikTok page to their YouTube is crazy. <laughs> that transition between TikTok and YouTube just you lose your mind there. Oh man. All right, Taylor, what's your biggest disappointment this year? Yeah, I got a, another short and sweet one. So talking about Calvin and not podiuming at majors, um, another guy that has a lot of pressure on that we would love to see win another major, not getting a top 10 at a major this year is uh, Ricky Wysocki, man. I almost said that. Yeah. So that's, that's a tough one. Um, I would have loved to see him, you know, I know USDGC is the big one that he would love to win. Obviously he does very, very well at Brewster Ridge and Fox run. So there was a lot of chances for him to, to get back up there this year and just 
couldn't quite get there. So I was definitely uh, surprised and disappointed that Ricky didn't make a push at any of the majors this year. That's a big one. It's a big one. All right. I think we should jump into our last comment and then we should wrap this thing up because we are getting there in time. But I want to get to this one because I think this is one of the fun ones that we were discussing off camera about one that we wanted to do. So if you're watching, follow us here. Okay. So we always talk about the top five guys and our player of the year. And they've been talking about it all off or, you know, towards the end of the year. We want to talk about what is, who is our top 25 player of the year? So who is the guy in the top 25 that impressed you the most uh, at the end of this season? Taylor, why don't we start with you? Yeah, I'm super excited for this one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint you two different seasons here. All right. Last year, 2022, you play 12 events. Your best finish is 15th. I knew, we were, I knew somebody else was going to get this one. I was so glad I got this first. Um, your average finish was 35th, and you did not make the top 10 all year. Whereas this year... You play 19 events. Your best finish is second. Your average finish is 15th. You're 47% in the top 10. And you have two podiums. It's my guy, my infinite teammate, James Proctor. Played amazing this year. Super excited to see him commit to the full-time tour. We know he's been a great player for a long time and glad to see him really commit to it and it pay off really well for him. It was awesome to watch. What's his world ranking right now? Do we know? I should. I don't have it up in front of me by the way that is not my guy i oh, thought okay. it was okay. my guy i thought it was my guy it wasn't yeah 18 from 18, 18, 18th yeah yeah he he had a great season i love proctor i got a chance to see him up close at worlds um he's a lot taller than i expected too <laughs> and he is a monster putter dude mm. so smooth but I love his in the bag video he's just like such a smooth guy when he talks and so chill and I love it. Good player. Corey, what about you? I think I'm going to go with Eagle McMahon. Coming uh, from the elbow injury that I don't even... You guys watched that clip, right? Yeah. How the heck did he hurt himself? Like, I, I, I don't understand. Yeah. It was like the weirdest fluke. It was like a glitch in the Matrix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it put him out for so long. Going from there to being in contention like most of the second half of the season crushing it yeah yeah eagles eagle did good <laughs> and i didn't expect him to i think he was another one that was looking at the top 20 i think he might have been perfect in top 20s other than that injury but he dnf'd on all those events he wasn't doing well in mm -hmm. so yeah. i think he might have been other than the dnf i think he was perfect in the top he's ranked seventh in the world right now and statmando number one on udisc so yeah i i was impressed by the way he ended did you guys see his um instagram live video where he's holding the snorlax i saw no. a picture i know i was gonna say i know he just recently got surgery so okay. i'm excited to he see him get back to full strength he got shoulder surgery and he's holding this like stuffed animal like snorlax in front of him like he's he's like gripping it like right in front of him like this and we had two guys in our disc golf group have a grudge match this weekend, and they were talking about how, like, you know, who's going to be who? Are you going to be Eagle? Or are you going to be the Snorlax by the end of this grudge, <laughs> this end of this grudge match? Uh, but cool. All right, Matt, what about you? Uh, this was a tough one. I will say, I don't know, 
Eagle getting surgery, like that feel felt like a weird time to do that. Like I, well, I understand we're at the end of the season, but like, you know, he could have done that a, a year ago or when he's like messing with other stuff. And it was like, it wasn't really clear what was going on there. I remember. I the feel guys like he's been pocket. trying to live this like very like essential oils style of life. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like he was eating vegan. He was doing very like, I don't know what you, I don't remember the word you would call that, but like all of a sudden now he's gone to a regular diet and then now he's getting surgery. I think, you know, there's a little bit of a letting go of some of that all natural. <laughs> I wonder, stuff. Holistic. Yeah. I do think holistic, it's hilarious. It. I think it's hilarious that like he came out and said he wasn't vegan anymore, but like the first red mediate was like bison or something like <laughs> very random. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely still a little, uh, esoteric. It's a little out there, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see him em embracing a little bit more. I think he was just trying to put it off as long as possible. And finally was like, yeah. now's the time. I wonder if someone very close to him was like, you got to try this diet. You got to do this. It's going to help you. And then at the end of the season, he's like, it didn't work. And now he's like <laughs> going back to normal. Get that boy some protein, you know, yeah. like the, maybe yeah. that's good for him there. Good, yeah. good. Um, As far as mine, I was debating this quite a bit. This is, I was talking to the guys before the show and said, I had some, some like feel versus real on who I felt like did a really good job. And then I looked and I was like, or had a really good, like, uptick and it just wasn't hold that on, much of a change before you give the names who were your feels okay my feels these were terrible feels this is embarrassing <laughs> no it. one should know this ezra aderhold i felt that one super crazy um brody effect yeah. brody effect he Absolutely started off strong las vegas challenge he, he did yeah he, he did. did but I, I was just like oh that's such a drastic change and then you look at the data and it's like that's not the case um <laughs> and then I'll say I, I I would probably still be okay with this uh, one. It's kind of an in-between, but like Cole Dolan, I really was like, he popped off. And it's just, I was blending seasons, you know, because he didn't do, like, he didn't do terrible last year. He was starting to get some, some top tens and stuff like that, but I was starting to blend that season together. So Cole was understandable, but Ezra was just the Brody effect. It absolutely was. <laughs> um, so so who's your actual top my actual one, player of the year? And I still don't even think it's that crazy, um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be Nicolas Antila um, for for real. Um, it's not like he had some crazy, crazy uh, transition, you know, where he just went wild or something like that um, yeah. this year. But like I said, I heard, I felt like I heard about him more, um, and then there's some data that seems to indicate that like you know he's been doing better. And this is not because the, on my like first appearance on debate night, I had like four comments that were telling me I looked like that guy. Um, not related, but we do low key look alike. Uh, I do but, think I do think Nicholas is like braced for that breakout year soon. Yeah, um, I, I picked him to win worlds. He was my uh, dark horse for worlds. Oh, nice. Does anyone know how tall that guy is by any chance? He's shorter oh, than me. I think he's, he's like eight five, feet eight. tall. <laughs> yeah, okay. Shorter I'm, than okay. Tyler, who is eight foot five. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> i'm also like five eight or five seven and like i looked this up and i thought it was similar i was like bro too many similarities this is never gonna be good for me um but i think he i mean just comparing like a lot of the stuff in this between seasons his averaging his average finishing place didn't necessarily like wobble one way or the other but he just found himself like pretty similar in in a lot of things and it's just like consistency across yeah. two seasons where like it wasn't like it was a drastic amount of change but it was the similar amount like he improved little bits he didn't really you know do worse in some capacity there or anything like that yeah 
He's a good player. I like him a lot. It's crazy how he only throws like 450 max. Like first hole at Jonesboro, like that's his max distance shot he could ever throw. Yeah, and I that's... Think he, I think he even talks about that. I think he, I think he did the practice round there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like a... Whatever. He, yeah, I think he's small. I think there's like a level there where you can't compete with Gannon if you're <laughs> that level there. But it's yeah. kind of an in-between there. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm super excited to talk about my... I thought Taylor and mine were, were the same for a minute. And then I'm, I was like, wait, hold on. This doesn't sound like my guy. So I'm going to do the, the Taylor way, right? I'm going to throw out the stats and then I'll throw out the name. Okay. He, from 20, literally last year in October to now, he's jumped 20 points on the rating scale on the PDGA, right? His worst finish this year was 59th. He finished 8th in the Pro Tour standings this season, or or not standings, but 8th in Pro Tour uh, event. He finished in the top 15 in two majors this year at Euro Cup and at Worlds. Last year... He had one top ten, uh, top twenty. This year, he had sixteen top twenties. This is the best he's ever been ranked at world or at world ranking number twenty-two, and it's Ezra Robinson. So the dude had an, a phenomenal year, and I think the biggest reason why is is this stat right here is he raised his circle two putting 10 percentage points from last year, which then led to his birdie percentage being up eight points from last year. So he had a great season, did a lot. He won a silver series over Matty O, which is, was, is crazy as well. But could we see Ezra be the better Robinson next season? I'm really excited to see that whole group of disc golfers, Gannon, who is it? Gannon, Isaac, Ezra, and Alden. Alden yeah. And you could throw Gavin Babcock in there as well. Those guys. Bobby. You could, yeah, <laughs> Bobby, Silas Schultz. You can, all throw, you can go on and on. But, yeah, I mean, um, I think Ezra had a phenomenal year. I know he only got to 22nd, but it's the highest he's ever been ranked. He finally got a full season underneath his belt. Um, so he's my top 25 player of the year. I love their game, too, both him and Isaac. I feel like they both utilize mid-ranges a lot more than most like modern day really good players um and throw a lot of like hyzer flips touchier mids so i i love watching them both play yeah because of them oh god i also like to imagine that like at home it's like stepbrothers where they they just have like (laughs) crazy antics constantly and then they come out and they're like very normal but they look at each other and they're like i'm gonna kill you later (laughs) that's right I still I think that's going to be the Isaac and Gannon thing, but that's a long story. I'm very know, certain. Well, the thing is, Gannon's leaving Prodigy. Prodigy ruined their opportunity to pin them against each other, and like that was like their 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 uh, marketing strategies. The you had to be either Team Gannon or Team Isaac. But yeah, that's a that's a tough one there. I don't know if you saw on Instagram that Ezra Ezra posted that Isaac just started following him. He was pretty <laughs> hyped about it. I was like. <laughs> that that does sound very similar to me to my brother. So yeah. it probably tracks there. Yeah. Um so I think we we're we're out of time. We we've been pushing a lot of convo. We've been going out for a while. Uh we could always talk about our player of the year as well, but we don't want to shoot, kick, and stab a dead horse at this point. We'll just have to wait and see who they choose. But real quick, just one name. Who is your player of the year? Corey, we'll start with you. Paige Pierce. Love it. Matt. 
Isaac. Taylor. I got a stat. I really wanted to say this when we were talking about Calvin earlier because this I, this okay. is what changed my mind really quick. I know Calvin's, what you're say. Calvin's worst round of his tournament I know. was the final round in 10 tournaments. He had so many chances to have like the best season of all time, but he's yeah. just like unclutch at the end. So yeah, Isaac for me. Yeah, I got to go Isaac too. We can talk about it and discuss it. I've been back and forth when that, um, when Yuli, Calvin, and Brody were talking about it, and they threw out that stat, I it almost made me go Calvin. But what comes, I mean, wins is what matters. Two majors. We talked about this off camera. If you mm-hmm. had told me at the beginning of the season Ricky won two majors this season and didn't win Player of the Year, I would have said you're crazy. So yeah, Isaac. So okay, I changed my mind, Isaac. Yeah. Let's go. Brody if Brody sees this, he's gonna be so mad. He's gonna be like, oh <laughs> gotta be my boy Calvin. So I think this was a good first episode for us. I think uh we got a couple different discussion points and, and open discussions. I think we'll get into a couple of different um other um things regarding this past season. I think we'll get into couple different rules things we'll talk about my background a little bit in ball golf relating to disc golf and um and you know as taylor alluded to caddies and stuff like that so i think it's a great episode thanks everyone for watching we just want to also thank foundation disc golf um for you know pretty much putting us all together in debate night and then us having the opportunity to just um getting ourselves together and doing this together. It's super fun to do this with you, you guys. And I feel like the discussion was really good. And uh, let us know in the comments, uh, roast us on our takes and tell us how bad they were, or tell us how much uh, you liked them a little bit. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching guys. Really appreciate it. Really thank, big thanks to foundation disc golf and we'll see you in the next one.